This is Eric Tyrone, and this is the Primal Alternative Podcast. You're listening to the Primal Alternative Podcast. Inspiration for your evolution. Welcome to the podcast episode 94 with the fabulous Eric Tyrone. And this episode is all about dreams. We haven't talked about dreams at all on the podcast. And I think it's a pretty cool topic because there is so much power in dreams. And we're going to touch on the power of dreams today. We're going to look at dreams in ancient cultures and the influence of dreams on inventions, breakthroughs, and even pop culture. We're going to look at the different types of dreams. So we've got lucid dreaming, prophetic dreams, subconscious mind dreams, and that kind of thing. Eric's going to teach you some tips to remember your dreams and tips to self-empowered dream interpretation. So I don't know about you, but I've always had a dictionary of dreams in my library. And it turns out that I might be chucking that out because dreams are very, um, what I've learned in, in today's show anyway, dreams are a reflection of what's going on for you and the interpretation is very personal. Um, and I think it's really a cool tool to start to play around with based on everything Eric's going to tell us today. Um, so Eric Tyrone is a dream time and mindfulness coach, and he's also the creator of, check out the name of this course, Get Work in Your Dream Time. Love it. So that's a masterclass that runs over four weeks and Primal Alternative podcast listeners get a 50% off code. So listen towards the end of the podcast for the code from Eric to get 50% off his Get Work in Your Dream Time course. And he, he runs the courses every few months. So it doesn't matter when you listen to this show. Um, in the past, Eric has ran a not-profit called Awakening Through Art, uh, founded a mindfulness app, and was a co-facilitator of a nationwide eco-business meetup group. Eric has combined 30 years of studies in yoga, meditation, mindfulness, energy medicine, energy medicine and shamanism, and now teaches students around the world to use their dreams as a healing mod modality and transformational tool. So you can find Eric on Instagram as Soul Dreamers, and you can also check out his website, www.soul-dreamers.com. Now, all the links will be in the show notes, as well as the link to get work in your dream time. Now, if you're dreaming... <laughs> of running your own business, sorry, couldn't help it. It was a pretty good one though, right? Don't you think? Please be sure <laughs> to check out the Primalista license. So Primal Alternative is a grain-free grain food business and certainly food for me and many, um, many of you as well has been the start of your spiritual awakening, your general cleaning up your act, um, getting rid of that brain fog and that um, distortion and all of the kind of distraction that comes from eating the wrong kind of foods for you. Um, yeah, so I created Primal Alternative as a way to help you stick to a grain-free way of life in a much easier way because it's so much easier, right, when you can have staples like pizzas and pastries and breads and cookies when they're all homemade and full of nutrient-dense, amazing ingredients and don't make you feel blah. So um, as a way to grow the business instead of pumping it out in a factory, I opted to share my secrets with other people who were enthusiastic about health and also dreamed of running their home business as well. And so in um, towards the end of 2016, the Primalista license was born. We've been operating for just nearly four years, mainly in Australia. We've got Primal Alternative Producers, aka Primalistas, across the country. You can find your nearest Primalista on the website, primalalternative.com forward slash Primalistas. And I am on the lookout for more 
amazing fit primalistas. So head to primalalternative.com to check out the range, shop online, find out about the license and to apply to have a chat with me to see if this could be right for you. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today and let's get on to the chat with Eric. Hey Eric, I'm so stoked to have you on the show today because we're going to talk about a topic we've never had on the podcast before, which is dreams. So it's pretty exciting. So before we dive into dreams, can you give us a little bit about who you are and what your background is? Yeah, let's see. I'm going to pull something from the ethers because there's so much there. Uh, but yeah, I was you know, raised in a small town in North America and eventually moved out to San Francisco, got exposed to a lot of different things and got exposed to spirituality and yoga and meditation. And at that time, I was just you know, living a normal life in the sense of uh, you know, on, you know, party on the weekends and uh, eating unhealthy foods. It's just, just kind of the normal Western lifestyle, uh, which is normalized. And then through yoga and meditation, I started having my own experiences. Uh, it just started becoming more aware of my body and my mind and started choosing my thoughts and started choosing my foods more uh, proactively and consciously. And that ultimately just that practice of physical uh, yoga and meditation and mindfulness just led me down this path of, of studying energy medicine, of shamanism, uh, which has led me to where I am now today as a Dreamtime coach and mindfulness coach. Wow. So tell us a little bit about, about Dreamtime. Like what, what do you mean when you, when you talk about Dreamtime? Okay, Dreamtime. It's good to clarify that because actually in Australia, uh, the original people of Australia, you know, refer to dream time as this waking state we're in. So that's good to differentiate. However, what I'm speaking of is actually our sleeping time when we go to dreams, but when we go to our dream world when we're sleeping. Yeah. So not okay. to confuse so that is a good differentiation, isn't it? Because yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's very, it's re- very relevant. And also while we're just on the definitions, could you just define sh- shamanism, shamanism for me? Because mm-hmm. it's something that's been sort of like skirting on uh, my periphery lately, but it keeps coming up. So um, tell us what, what is it? Animals and I'm, I'm confused. Tell me. Sure. Yeah. So uh, the definition that's out there, if you, if you look it up is, uh, one who gathers information basically from the other side, other side being beyond the veil of this 3D world and brings that information back. That could be in a vision, dream time, you know, intuitively tapping in, but it's accessing information that's beyond this 3D reality and bringing it here to practically guide ourselves and our communities. Wow. And so we're all doing that in our dream time. Now, if we can actually learn to utilize that information we're gathering, now we're becoming our own shaman. We're bringing information from the other side and then practically applying it to our lives here. Okay. So we, you know, in, in our, in my circles of health, we all know how important sleep is and we're always trying to optimize sleep and, um, you know, come up with biohacks and, uh, apps to monitor the quality of our sleep, but we, nobody really focuses on dreams. So can you tell us a little bit about the power of dreams and why this, we could be, um, really gaining something from something that happens when we feel like we're doing nothing. Yeah. Well, our dreams are an untapped resource an untapped healing modality and transformational tool that we have access to every night. So it, it's a healing modality and every night we have this. And so the power of dreams, you know, ancient cultures knew about this and, and they spoke about this ancient Egyptians and ancient Greeks had dream temples which were healing temples with a focus and emphasis on dreams. They would utilize dreams to find out what healing needed to take place for the individuals coming in. And so there were these dream temples in ancient Egypt and Greece. And uh, let's see, the other power of dreams is, is, well, before we end this, I'll share some tips so you can learn to interpret dreams because you want to learn to interpret the dream symbols. And here's another definition. Dream symbols is anything in your dream that stands out to you. Person, place, thing anything in your dream that's just referred to as a dream symbol so learning to interpret a dream symbol for yourself versus looking it up online or in a dream dictionary because we're all different and a dream symbol to you a lion to me might mean something different versus to you and to someone else so that's a good one because i have got i'm obsessed with dreams and i've got a dream dictionary and um 
a couple of years ago, I was having a recurring dream about snakes. And when I looked up about, um, and not just actually in dreams, but that was being, seeing a lot of snakes. And I know we live in Australia, but that was a lot of snakes I was seeing. I was like, I don't need to, what's the message? I've got the message. No more. There's a snake in my hair. It's like, it was just getting a bit out of control. I was like, what message am I not? Um, what, what am I not, what am I not hearing? What am I not taking on board? And in the dream dictionary, it, it was talking about deceit and, and all those kind of things. And it, I was feeling like, oh, it doesn't feel, it feels more like a transformation uh, symbol for me than, you know, somebody's out to get me. There's a snake in the grass kind of thing. So it's really interesting what you've said about dream diction, like dream dictionaries perhaps not being relevant. It's just somebody's interpretation. So do you have any sort of tips as to, how to interpret our dreams and to to take the messages that sometimes make no sense at all when you have these dreams like they make yeah. no, seem to make no sense at all what can we do to utilize the information that we're getting and how do we know it's all relevant sorry there's a few questions in there yeah that's okay. i'll do my best i'm gonna ask for some more guidance but uh so our dreams can be you know multiple things like the the clinical psychological definition of dreams is that uh, that there it's a way for the mind to clear itself it's a way for the mind to just clear and process information uh however then there's also prophetic dreams dreams that are foretelling of something to come um and there's also you know dreams that are just of our subconscious uh and those can be interpreted which i'll just i'll touch on that in a minute and then there's um let's see what else we want to touch on here okay then there's dreams where people have gone to real tangible places there's been studies actually research that has been done where people have that don't know each other have dreamt gone to the same place and described it to to the researchers so multiple people going to the same place in the dream world and describing the same place in detail and being able to return to this place showing that they're not just going to some subconscious place in their mind they're going to somewhere real which we could touch on like as the call it the astral realm which you know, anything that's not of this physical realm, basically, um, more subtle realms. Um, because we only perceive 0.005% of the visible light spectrum. That's a known scientific fact. Um, so there's so much more that we don't see. Now going into interpreting, so the most common dream is you know, your subconscious dream. We're not going to talk about astral travel dreams right now. We're going to talk about the most common dream. It's something coming from your subconscious. And so everything in your dream, and you can take notes, is a reflection of an aspect of yourself. So it's an aspect of yourself. So if you dream of a particular friend, you would think, reflect on what does that friend represent to me? So when you think about this particular friend, what thoughts come to mind? What are the qualities about them that really stand out to you? And write that down in your journal. Then the next thing you want to write down is what thoughts and feelings did I have in the dream? So there might be different segments of the dream, but what thoughts and feelings did you have throughout the dream? When you write this down, what the person or place or thing represented to you and the thoughts and feelings you had in the dream, you should be able to now, looking at those words in your journal, to connect that to something in your waking life. And you'll formulate a message there. And so and exa- here's a quick example, just a, a dream I had of a friend who was driving drunk through the city at night and I had to try to, I was in my car trying to catch up to him and, and get a hold of him. And... So he was lost. When I think about this friend, instantly, this friend is a, a full-time artist. So I think creativity. I didn't have to think about that. I just, creativity. So here is my creativity, which was lost, like my friend was lost in the dream. I disconnected from it at that time. Too much meditation. I dropped all the things that were fun. <laughs> and so here I needed to connect to my creativity. And, and so what I did after analyzing that dream is I went out and got a canvas and some paints. And I started painting. Not that I do that now, but at that time, it served me. Yeah, wow. And so if you have a dream of a bee, of a lion, of a place, anything, just reflect on what, what does a bee represent to me? What does a lion represent to me when I think of a lion? What does anything in your dream? Just reflect on what does it represent to you? Okay, so is there any is there any um, truth in the, the sort of the medical theory of sleep that it's just a chance for your brain just to kind of like... Uh, have a rest and sort of like sometimes I feel like dreams are your mind's way of solving things that didn't really get resolved 
during the waking time or like having pretend situations that would never really happen in real life, but just to kind of prepare you just in case, you know? So for example, I often have dreams where people in my life who are really loyal to me, like my mother and my husband, I often have dreams that they betray me and and it's the worst dream ever. And I think, well, what's the purpose of that dream? And sometimes I think, oh, maybe it's just my mind trying to make sense or prepare me for a situation that might happen. Is there any, is there any truth in that? Or would you say that um, all of dreams are kind of like messages from a different the other side or a different part of our higher self that are, is, is a message coming through or is there any kind of like practical physical purpose for dreams? Yeah. Well, you can always learn from them, even if it is, um, you know, the mind kind of processing or problem solving. Um, you know, if we can bring that information back when we wake up, <clears throat> uh, even then it's still in the subconscious, whatever you experience in your dreams, it's still there. Um, but, I feel that there's something to learn from all dreams. Even when you watch a movie and go to bed and have a dream about that movie, there's something that, that that movie, the reason you're having that dream, there's something in you that's evoking. Maybe it's the fear of that scene you saw or, you know, okay, where, where am I experiencing fear in my life? Either way, it's an opportunity to reflect on that. You know, if, if you're experiencing betrayal, like you mentioned, like, am I betraying myself in any way? Let me really tune into that. Right. So it's more of a, like a, like you said before, like it's a reflection. It's not necessarily that person is in betraying you, but it's a reflection. Yeah, that's right. And it can be multifaceted, meaning it could have multiple meanings. So if you do dream of a person, you know, first reflect on what does that person represent to you and see what that message is for you. But also if you feel called and it's someone you're connected with, why not give them a call or send them a message? You don't have, you don't have to say you could. You don't have to say you had a dream about them, especially if it was like a terrifying dream. You know, <laughs> probably better not to. Your boss. Because, <laughs> yes, a, a, a lot of times people come to me and, and freak out when they have a dream of themselves or someone else dying. Yeah. But so I'll touch on that. Dying dreams generally are an aspect of yourself that is dying. So what does that person represent to me? Oh, that person's so grumpy. Oh, okay. I can let this grumpy part of myself die. I don't, I'm not, it's not serving me, you know? Yeah. It's a silly example. Yeah. Okay. So, so the time that we dream, is this, is this correct, Derek? So the, the time that we dream is during the REM stage of sleep. Is that the only time that we're dreaming? We're not dreaming when we're in a light sleep phase or a deep sleep phase? That's a good question, and I actually don't have an answer to that because it's, uh, I, there's no clear data on that. Uh, but it's generally understood that during REM, which is rapid eye movement, sleep, is when we're dreaming. And you can see your dogs or cats, you know, their eyes are moving behind their eyelids, they're checking out a dreamscape, and they're running in the air and barking or meowing, which is, which is actually them talking in their sleep. <laughs> That's REM. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love seeing that, the little whiskers twitching. I think, yeah, what, are they, yeah. what are they eating in their dream? It's so cute. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And they do a lot of sleeping, so they must have a lot of dreams and a lot of messages coming through, which is, which is pretty funny. But there's, yeah. there's different types of dreams. Um, I know when, when you, you told me uh, about your background and, and you were going to come on the show, um, you told me there's lucid dreams, prophetic dreams, subconscious mind dreams. Would you mind touching on some of those for us? Yeah, so the subconscious mind dreams are, are the kind of the general dream which we're talking about now. Right. You know, it's, it's something from within you that's reflecting in some sort of symbolic way in your dreams. Uh, and then lucid dreaming. Yeah, so lucid dreaming. Most people know that term, but in case you don't, lucid dreaming is to be awake or conscious in your dream. So you're dreaming, but you're aware that you're dreaming. Mm-hmm. And at that point, most people go to flying. <laughs> and so... With lucid dreams, you can actually use it as a cool healing tool. So with lucid dreams, uh, let's say you're lucid in a dream, or you're in a dream, you're running from something. Then all of a sudden you become lucid. You can actually stop and face what you're running from in an empowered way and play that out however you'd like. And so, so that's one way of lucid dreams. But you can also do the same in like healing with dreams without being lucid it's when you wake up from a a nightmare for example you can just visualize yourself going back into it you might actually just go back into the full-fledged dream and be lucid but if not just visualize yourself back into that dream now facing whatever it was in an empowered way and play it out how you want and now 
as you play that out, feel what that feels like to be empowered and to play this out and to not be in fear and to be empowered. And then bring that feeling back into your, to your day to day, like into that, that, that day as you wake and go about your day. Um, so, so you're instead of waking from that nightmare and having to shake that feeling, go back into it, change it and ride that feeling into the day. Cool. That's really cool. So I think what, for what I'm gathering from what you've told me so far, Eric, is that uh, dreams can be very healing. They're not just like something that um, just happens and just to be forgotten about. And we can certainly um, utilize our dreams and sort of leverage them, if you like, by reflecting on what we've dreamt and journaling about it and seeing the dreams as more of a reflection than actually being literally what it is um in the dream so would that be right is there is there any is there anything else like i'm I'm always wanting to like um maximize everything is there are there any other i know you've given us a few tips uh on dream interpretation but is there anything else that we can do to kind of like get the most out of our dreams i'm glad you asked yes (laughs) So <laughs> once you interpret your dreams, you've written it in your journal, you've written what the, the symbols represent to you and what thoughts and feelings you had, and now you've written out a message from that. Now you want to take that message out of your dream journal. You don't want it to just collect dust in your dream journal and forget about it. Now you need to take that message out and put it somewhere where you're going to see it a few times a day because that message is relevant to you. So to integrate that message, you need to actually see it. We need to reprogram. We have predominant thought patterns and beliefs that are running every day. We need to introduce these new ones and create those as habits as well. So I actually like to use my phone technology for, to help me be more present, actually. And that's by taking the message from the dream that's relevant to me at this time. Set it as a reminder that repeats every day at a certain time. Or put it on your calendar and have it repeat. Either your calendar or your phone's reminders. But set it to repeat every day. And then you can turn that off when it's no longer relevant. But now you're seeing it every day. And when it pops up on your phone, actually take a pause and connect with it. Don't just clear it. You know, just take a quick second, connect with that message, and you'll start to see that change now integrating. I love it, and that's actually something I do as well. Um, so, so would it be? So, so say we've taken it. So, say we've taken a dream that we wanted to meet our ideal partner, and um, just as a random one, even though most of us are probably already married. But let's just say that you know, it's a, just as a random example. So, so then you would take have that dream and that feeling of um, being with that amazing soul partner, soulmate, life partner, um, and then create reminders or little prompts throughout your day that would say like a pretend message from the partner or um, it's hard to do it with a partner because I, I never do it on my actual partner. <laughs> like say, say it was a business. I have little messages that, that you know, I have um, plans to grow my business and I have little messages that pop up as if that's happened already, just congratulating me on achieving a set number in my business um, and I take a moment to read it as if it's a text message that like I've got from a friend like yourself. They go, oh, and, it, and it, you really do get the feeling as if it's already happened. So is, is that what you mean, Eric, to actually take a dream and, and to bring it into reality with those little mindset and, and my, sort of re, rewiring prompts? Yeah, yeah, and that's an important piece which you touched on is the feeling. So you don't yeah. want to just read the message that's from your dream. You want to connect to and feel it in your body because the feeling, for one, the feeling in the dreams is the healing, but also our feelings is what paints our emotions, paint our reality. So um, the, the feeling is the healing. I like it. And when we feel it, right, that's the, that creates the vibration that draws the actual reality to us that makes it manifest in reality. Is that right? That's right. It, it, that's right. And it can, and, when this topic is new, it can seem kind of like, uh, oh, this sounds nice. I hope it's true. Uh, it seems kind of far out there. But, but really, it's quantum physics. It's quantum physics. Again, that, only per- that we only perceive 0.005% of the energy spectrum, light spectrum. Um, there's a lot more happening around us. And vibration is a tangible thing. We may be seeing the sand on the, vi- on the frequency plate where they turn the frequency it vibrates this metal plate with sand on it, just a pile of sand. The sand forms beautiful geometric patterns depending on the frequency. And it's always the same for each frequency. If it's a nice harmonic frequency, it's a beautiful symmetric pattern. If it's a frequency that doesn't sound nice to the ear, 
doesn't feel good to the body, it doesn't have symmetry. And so that there is just an example of that's what we're doing with our feelings is creating this harmonic resonance, which is attracting other things that resonate at that same frequency. Yeah, I love it. It's like a, it's like a fun game to play, isn't it? Because you know, there's nothing there's nothing bad can, that can happen from setting a few reminders on your phone and just visualizing, uh, you know, dream like something you've seen in your dream or, or a dream that you want to bring into reality. There's there's no it's it's totally uh, non invasive. It's not going to hurt anybody. So it's like why not just have a bit of fun with it? What have you got to lose? Doesn't cost anything, um, and just see if it works. I know it's something I've been playing with for the last five years is, is the visualization and um, wow, a complete life transformation in all areas of my life that I've, you know, had that vision and then um, felt the feelings and then, oh, here it is in reality. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get the evidence that it's real for yourself. Yeah. By, like you said, and then you think, what else is possible? Little... Let's keep going. What else can I visualize? Yeah. <laughs> Which is so cool. Yeah. So we, we've talked about dreams. And I know you, you at the very beginning, Eric, you um, clarified between, you know, Aboriginal dream time and dreams that we're talking about when we're actually asleep. But is there anything that we can do the same? I know we, we talked a little bit about, about this before, but would, would it be the same? You know, when you go into a meditative state and you start to really get really good ideas, I think um, I've even heard somebody call it thinkitation, you know, like where you've got mm. into that really, you've cleared your mind of like the day-to-day sort of shopping lists and what needs to be done around the house and who's you picking up from where and you've sort of cleared that junk out and then you just start to become this in this very sort of centered place and almost become a channel for ideas. Would, is, would you say that was the same kind of thing or is this a completely different kind of um, channeling or intuition? Okay, I'm, I'm, maybe I've missed something there. So, so I'm trying to understand. I'm going to make sure I reply correctly. So, you're saying in our dreams and getting that information is that the same as opening, being just a channel of information? Yeah. Is it is it coming from the same sort of higher source, or is it completely mm. different? Yeah, from my, my experience it, and from my perspective, it's coming from the same source, right. and that everything is coming from the same source. We all have access to it. The same as how it's, it's been known that ideas have popped up in st- different parts of the world at the same time, distant in modern times and also in ancient times. You know, this tool developed here and this tool developed here at the same time. They both developed, you know, and, and there's the experiment. I think it was from the 70s, maybe. I could be completely wrong. But the 100th monkey experiment. What's that? Where they, where, where they unfortunately took monkeys into a lab unfortunately but this is what happened um so monkeys that were native to a particular area brought some into a lab taught them a new way to open a fruit or some something that they normally eat in their habitat they taught them a new way to open it how to use a tool to open it oh and they figured after about the hundredth monkey or so that they taught in this lab all of a sudden the monkeys connect the same species in their in their wild habitat started using a tool to open the thing, started doing the same thing when these monkeys were isolated in a lab. So there was this collective shared consciousness. So we all have access to this information, but that, that research was saying, even within a species, there's even a closer connection. Wow. Uh, but we're connected to this collective web of consciousness. We can access information beyond our experience in our minds. And, we can, and so you're saying we can do that while we're awake as well, when we get into that, um, what would you call that? Not like a trance-like state, but when you're in that, that place where you've got that sort of s- small gap in between one thought and the next. Yeah, what would you call that? It's, it's, just, it's, it's a good way to put it is that, that gap between one thought to the next. It's also like the pause between your breaths. That, yes. That pause, that moment of breathlessness. Mm. It's like that, that space, space that's always here. But yeah. Yeah, space. Yeah, it's just, it's just like taking a step back from our thoughts for just a moment and, uh, like you said, opening up to be a clear channel. And just by simply just taking a step back, not attaching to the thoughts, that just creates space and allows more information to come through. Um, you know, flow state, that's, that's one of the terms that's yes. used for this. Yeah, yeah I would state. say a flow state. And even it, like a flow state, um, 
just one of my little uh, reminders just popped up. Then actually, while we were speaking, <laughs> I got them set to come at certain times. He was just telling me how amazing my um, wonderful landscaping is around my uh, wilderness property. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> It's not there yet. It's just a sand pad with a lot of wasteland currently, but I have big plans. I it's have coming. big plans and they will come. It will come. It will come. Yeah. And even I think going back to the flow state, um, I think that can be achieved even if you're not just sort of sat cross-legged, uh, you know, I think that can be achieved when you get into any, you know, like I've experienced flow state when I've been dancing, when I've been making food, anything where you're, where you're with a, with a partner, anything where you're just kind of very in the moment and present, I guess, presence. That's what it is. It's presence. It's a presence. Yeah. And presence is also space from the thoughts. And Yes. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Now, you know, we've... there's been... Oh, go ahead. No, you go, Eric. I was just going to say there's been inventions and breakthroughs that have come through dreams as well. Yeah. Do you have any specific examples of, of those sorts of inventions that have come through dreams? I've heard a few of them. I think yeah. Einstein had one, didn't he? Yeah, Einstein had one with the, with the, the was it relativity? He was, you know, this one, I've, there's a couple out there on the web and I haven't been able to validate them. So I stopped sharing the Einstein story Okay. Uh, because there was some fictional book uh, about Einstein and his dreams that was okay. not real. Oh. And I think some things came from that. But I'll share some that I do know are real. And that was a physicist. I think it's Niels Bohr. I could have the name wrong. Um, but he was trying to figure out the structure of an atom. What's, what's, how's the atom? What's it look like? And they just weren't quite there yet. And then he had a dream that he was sitting on the burning gaseous sun as he watched the planets hiss around him in circles. He woke up from that dream and he said, aha, that's it. The same that planets revolve around the sun. That's how the electrons revolve around an atom. So he went to his lab and I don't know, long story short, he confirmed that. Um, then there was the, the, the invention of the benzene ring, which is a chemical. And it's what made plastics, rubbers, resins, and fuel. These things that are pretty prevalent in our lives, plastics and rubbers and fuel alone, uh, computers, cars, mm. everything, a tripod. <laughs> so, the benzene ring that was discovered in a dream, which made all these things possible, plastic, rubbers, and fuels, which had so many global implications. It's pretty wild that that came from someone's dream. And this, this, uh, this uh, chemist was trying to figure out the structure of the benzene ring. It was something they were close to, but didn't quite crack the code of it. Then he had a dream of snakes that were formed in the shape of a hexagon. So this goes to show how creative dreams can be. He had a dream of snakes in the form of a hexagon. He woke up from that dream and said, same thing, like, aha, that's the benzene ring. Let me go confirm that. He went straight from his bed to his lab and confirmed the structure of the benzene ring, which, again, it's made all these things possible that we're using. I also like to add, when I share the story, we're moving away from plastics, rubbers, fuels, thank goodness. <laughs> but still, I share the story because it's pretty powerful that a dream made all these things possible. Uh, their, their time has definitely come to an end, though. <laughs> synthetics yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. oh yeah. i'll share a fun one really yeah fun. go on <laughs> a fun three short ones <laughs> yeah go for it okay a really short one and this is this is more pop culture okay so yesterday all my troubles seem so far away that was not a dream wasn't it yes i heard that one too yes that was John paul mccartney oh it's paul mccartney's lyrics yeah. okay cool paul McCartney, yeah yeah he dreamt of that melody and then the the John Lennon, they all completed the song together. But he went straight from his bed to his piano and formed that melody, which became a hit song that we know beyond their time. Yeah. Uh, okay, another one is, the. do you know the Navi people of the planet Pandora? Does that no. ring a bell? No. Okay, the pop quiz for anyone listening. Okay, so the Navi people are the blue people indigenous to Pandora from the movie Avatar. Okay. Yeah, right. I was just showing how much of a dork I am by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing my son. You don't knows. know the Navi people? Yeah. No. So, okay, these were 12, 12 foot tall blue skinned beings, or at least in the dream that sparked this movie. So, this was a dream that not James Cameron, Cameron the director, had, but a dream that his mother had. Mm. She had a, his mother, James Cameron's mother, had a dream of a 12 foot tall blue skinned extraterrestrial being she met with. 
James Cameron liked the picture of that, and that became the characters of Avatar. I'm a dream. Okay, and the last one is Stephanie Meyer, the author Stephanie Meyer. She wrote the epic novel Twilight, the series Twilight, the vampire series, which became movies and mega. Uh, so she had a dream of a vampire boy with sparkly skin sitting in a meadow with a human girl having a conversation, wrote it down in her journal. She told Oprah in a conversation, I had no idea that I was going to make it, you know, write a book about it. I just wanted to remember the dream. And lo and behold, she created this whole epic series. So you can actually proactively you ask your dreams for creative inspiration. If you're an mm. artist or an inspiring artist or, or anything you want to do or any problems you want to solve, you can ask your dreams for inspiration or an answers to questions and know that you'll receive it when the time is right for you. Yeah. So, okay. That's my goal. That's your, that's, yeah, story. I love it. And I think that, you know, I'm doing all of those things in other areas of my life but not in dreams. I'm just thinking, I'm just trying to get as much deep sleep, much deep restorative healing sleep as possible. Um, and, and not really, you know, I'll ask the universe for help. I'll, I'll pose a, toss a, a problem over to the universe and say, I can't work it out, you work it out. And a creative solution always comes back, you know, but I've never thought to do that with dreams. And I think that I'm definitely... I have, I have crazy dreams. I have to actually watch what I watch on films and movies and stuff because I, I don't need my, my bright, my brain's crazy enough. Like I don't need to dream about, you know, <laughs> I don't need to watch Avatar and get those ideas of those extraterrestrials because my dreams are nuts anyway. So I think that for me, I'm after speaking to you, Eric, I'm feeling that my dreams are a massively untapped resource and I'm going to, pop a journal next to my bed and just write down a few notes and just see and start to, I guess, I guess, would you say that, be, you know, becoming um, self a self-empowered dream interpreter, would you say it's pretty similar to doing yoga or meditation or, you know, using the law of attraction? Is it something that you need to kind of just start and have some practice to do it to get better at it? It is just like those things. Just practice and you'll get better at it. And if you can't, inter if you're having challenges interpreting a particular dream, like don't stress it at all. Just let it go and do your best. And then you'll, you'll continue getting dreams on that to clarify that for you. Uh, you're never going to miss the message. Now that's so good to know. Just so we can just practicing and chill. Yes. Just and practice and chill and have fun and definitely start taking a dream, start a dream journal. If you don't already have one, and that alone, if you're not remembering your dreams, just getting a dream journal can start, can help you to start remembering your dreams more. Once you start writing them, then you'll just open the floodgates. You're going to start remembering three, four, five, six dreams in one night, possibly. Wow. Yeah. And I guess if you set the intention, you know, if you, if you affirm to yourself all the time, oh, I never forget, I never remember my dreams, then that's going to be your reality. But if you set the new intention that, you know, my dreams are an amazing tool and I always remember them, then I guess it's just that practice of, of working with it. That's it. A game, a new yeah. game, which is so cool. That's so, so cool. Now we've, we've talked about sort of pretty, you know, what we've talked about so far has been pretty, um, oh, there's another one of our messages that says, Psst, H, luck is on your side and the universe has your back. Oh, that's good to know. Well, I get these messages all day too. Uh, so I love that you do the same thing. That's amazing. <laughs> we're kindred spirits i like it i like it yeah. so, so let's talk about we've, we've talked we've kept the conversation about dreams fairly grounded so far eric and i, I want to take it a little bit out there because i know what we're talking about will really be resonating with a lot of the listeners um so some of the out there topics that you suggested are Visitation dreams, so visits where we get visited from loved ones in our dreams and also ones where we connect with our spirit guides and our in our dreams um, and also astral travel. Can you just unpack those sorts of like slightly more out there um, sure. ideas? Yeah, we'll start with visitation dreams. So yeah. visits from loved ones that have passed. And so you you might get a dream from a loved one that's passed. And a lot of times these dreams, this isn't always, but a lot of times these dreams feel more real. That's actually often the language people say. Like, mm -hmm. I had this dream, I saw, you know, 
this person and it felt so real. That's often because it was. And I also use the word real pretty loosely as well because even if it's a subconscious dream or a dream where you're really meeting with someone who's passed on the other side, it's all real experience either way in that sense. I just like to add that little side note. Um, but yes, yeah, so these dreams, these experiences often feel more real. So in our dream time, our loved ones can meet with us. If they're not showing up, you know, there's probably a reason for that. At the, at the level they're at now in their energy body, they can perceive what's going to serve you and what's going to be a disservice to you. So if you may need some more space first before that happens, possibly. Uh, so don't get, you know, don't take it personal if they're not showing up for you versus someone else. Uh, <laughs> other side note. Uh, so yeah, so visitation dreams and they'll feel more real. You might be in your house and everything looks the same. Um, you know, cause subconscious dreams generally have a more kind of whimsical, melty, uh, just something just very dreamlike. These are just very practical. Like if you're in your kitchen, for example, it might look the exact same. Like everything is where it is. Like you're actually in your kitchen in your astral body, energy body. You know, ancient cultures know about these energy bodies. And I guess now there's Carolyn photography or they can actually photograph our energy bodies. Um, Yeah. Is that the one where they can photograph your aura? Is that the same thing? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's there. We're there. And um, so yeah, these visitation dreams can also come from pets. The last one I had was from a pet and her name was Tinka. She was a fluffy, fluffy gray and white cat with bright blue eyes. And we were in our kitchen, which is why I even mentioned that just a second ago. I was in the kitchen with Tinka and I became lucid. So now I know I'm in a dream. So, and so I look down at Tinka and I say, Tinka, is that you? Asking like, is this just a subconscious projection of you? Or is this you? Like, are you here? And she just looked up at me with her bright blue eyes and just nodded her head as a yes. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. I've had um, visitation dreams from uh, past relatives uh, that usually, and the the message that always come very, very, they're not regular dreams, but sometimes like when I've been at a period where I felt unsure or unsupported, they've appeared in a very kind of reassuring, you're safe way. And even though I haven't, Mm -hmm. you know, really sort of tapped into my dream interpretation I've been aware enough. I think we're all aware enough when we allow ourselves to be to um, to take that feeling away and for it to feel like a real was a really nice experience. Yeah, yeah. They're they're usually healing experiences. Those visitations. Yeah, yeah. Like closure, comfort. Mm. Yeah. So cool. So, um, what about yeah. from from connecting with our spirit guides in the angelic realm? Any Anything else that you want to tell us about that? Because that sounds pretty cool. Sure. Yeah. So uh, if anyone listening, if you connect with spirit guides or or want to, the dream space is a great place to do that. For one, uh, you know, some of us may say, I want my spirit guides to just show up in my house. And (laughs) you might think that, but when it actually comes down to it, you're probably going to freak out. (laughs) You're going to get a little scared (laughs) because it's a new experience. And and our guides can see what is going to be, appropriate for us. Hmm. So the dream space is a safe place to to have those interactions or to welcome those interactions. Not that they won't show up in your house if you are comfortable with that and really want that, but uh, dream space, you know, loving, supportive spirit guides. I would love to connect with you in the dream space and to remember that connection or to remember that experience. So you can just say something like that. And I like to say loving, supportive spirit guides, because sometimes when it comes to the talk about spirit guides, there's a lot of fear Oh, be careful. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna, you know what you're going to attract. Um, but really, if, if, if you don't go there with the fear, just know that you do have loving, supportive spirit guides around you. They've got your back. You're safe. You're fine. You don't have to worry about anything. So loving, supportive spirit guide. I welcome your contact. And so, yeah, in, in your dreams. So you might get dreams that I, I've started calling them DM dreams, like direct message dreams. Oh, wow. And these are dreams <laughs> identified as very clear spirit guide connection dreams. And sometimes there'll be a, a, a being there, a spirit guide in front of me where I can see and they'll just say a one-liner or, or I'll just be in some empty space and just hear the message. 
And those are very direct. There's no interpretation needed. It's a very clear, direct message. Mm -hmm. I write that message down and I apply that to my life and, and start living that message. And um, one actually, this is a, a wild story, but I'm not going to go into the whole story, but this was a spirit guide dream that sent me to Australia, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I had known I was, it was, I was supposed to go to Australia because I'd received guidance from spirit guides, and, and that was an awakening vision. However, when it came down to it, I, I had these fears and worries, like, oh, I don't know, I think I should save more money. I don't know if I have enough money to go to Australia at this time and to stop working. And then I received a spirit guide in front of me and, in the dream, and he said, it's time to go now. Wow. And so I bought my ticket for the day. And so it depends on how open you are. You know, that was very clear and direct. But a lot of times this message is not to go somewhere, but just um, you can only go up. Like, don't worry about falling or failing. You can only go up. Um, trust yourself. Take a leap of faith. Very simple, practical messages uh, from spirit guides in their dreams. And, you know, spirit guides can take on all kinds of forms. You know, some angelic realms, uh, animals. Uh, some people connect with extraterrestrial beings. You know, it's, there's endless forms that your spirit guides can take uh, and that are in. And it's really all our divine entourage. So it doesn't matter what they look like, who, who, who they are, as long as the message is helpful, that's all that matters. Absolutely. No, I love that. And I think that, that this is, it's very empowering because I know quite a lot of us would be quite happy. You know, I've paid for a psychic to tell me, um, you know, to channel my uh, you know, angels and guardians. And I've, I've, I even used to go and regularly see um, a wonderful woman who channeled my spirit guides to then be able to say, actually, you know, this is great and it's a fun experience coming and you telling me what, what's going on. But to actually, to, to, to know you can access it yourself is hugely empowering. And um, I think that really what this uh, episode today has taught me, Eric, is to give myself the permission to access the power that's coming from my dreams. Because um, for me, currently, I, I receive my, everything I do is, is pretty much through um, intuition and inner, inner guidance. And I would say that that was accessible for me when I'm out in nature. So just leaving the phone at home, going for a walk. For me, it's really important to not wear anything on my head for some reason. If I've got a beanie on, I can't get the message. Take my beanie off. <sighs> Downloads come. And it's um, really it's, it's really clear for me now. It didn't used to be. It's, it's a, like a, a lesson in trusting and knowing what's intuition and what's just a random, you know, mind, your ego, which usually comes afterwards. Like you should do this. Who are you to do this? You know, that it comes in very quickly, but uh, there is definitely a gap. And also for me, when I have like a, a, medita a meditation or a massage and you go into that sort of similar state of like, we talked about it before flow, uh, where there's just that space, that's when, oh my goodness, some of the best ideas that I've had have come just from, you know, and then you've had to kind of, it's been almost dreamlike. I can't remember what it was. And then you've got to really like force, oh, that's it. It was this. And you have to write it down quickly so that it doesn't escape yeah. <laughs> again. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to see, um, you know, what, what dreams can do. But if we wanted to learn more or work with you, Eric, is there like any courses we could do or anything like that to, to help us become a little more experienced, I guess, at interpreting our own dreams. Yeah, I have, uh, the universe has guided me to do this. I've created a, a four-week program, uh, which I call Get Woke in Your Dream Time. Just love a play on words I there. love that. I love uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's all about using your dreams as a transformational tool, the things we've touched on, but we go you know, obviously much deeper. Uh, so it's four weeks. So each week you get the course modules, which you do on your own, audio modules. And then each week we have a live class. However, if you know, if you're not one to like to show up to live classes, you'll get a recording. Or if you can't make it, you'll get a recording. Uh, then in weeks three and four, we meet up more than one time a week. We have three opportunities each week where we have dream sharing circles. So we help each other interpret our dreams. We share our dreams. It's a lot of fun um, because even though, you know, people will call me a dream expert because it's what I do and what I've been doing for so long. But there's still things when someone shares a dream that someone else in the course who's new to dreams will pick up that I didn't pick up. So yeah. it's, 
it's really cool to see different people's perspectives. But yeah, it's a four-week program. It's a lot of fun. Um, the next one starts October 16th. However, I do them every couple to a few months. So at the time you're listening to this, um, maybe we can put a link in the show notes perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll put a, a, a okay. link in the show notes to your four-week live masterclass, Get Work in Your Dream Time. That's the coolest yeah. name for a course ever. Um, yeah, and we've got the link here. And I understand that there's a 50% off code for Primal Alternative podcast listeners. Is that right? It's very generous. Yeah, and we'll put that in the show notes too. But it's dreams with an S, dreams, two, two, two. Ah, like it. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, so you can apply that to the next, next, next one, the next start date, which you'll see on the link. Perfect. So I've been following you on Instagram um, since we first connected to make um, plans to do this episode. And I love your Instagram because there's some really cool uh, videos that you do and you sort of explain all of this uh, dreams business a little in a little bit more in depth. So if anybody's listening to this and it's really piqued their interest and they're thinking, wow, this is really appealing to me, where can we find you on social media? What shall we search for you under? Yeah, Instagram, it's at underscore soul underscore dreamers with an S. So at underscore soul underscore dreamers. Soul dreamers. It is also... Perfect. Yeah, Soul Dreamers. And Facebook, I'm not active on there, but there is a page. If you just search for Soul Dreamers, you'll see my picture. <laughs> yeah. Instagram's where it's yeah. at for, for those of us who are woke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please for myself for that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Nice so www.soul-dreamers.com is the website. That's it. And I'll pop all the links in the show notes. So Eric, just before we wrap up, is there any one final message that you'd like to leave our audience with today before we end this very um, mind um, expanding conversation on dreams? Yeah. And that's just to reiterate what we've already touched on. And that's your dreams are powerful. They have messages specific for you. you know, start a dream journal if you're not. Start exploring and having fun with interpreting your dreams and applying those messages and just keep it light and have fun. Love it. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Thanks, Alan. My pleasure. If you want to learn how to create and sell nutritious, honest food, help more people, be part of a supportive community and start your own home business that's in alignment with your highest values then the Primalista license is for you. Head over to primalalternative.com to find out how this works. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.